How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Broad Sports. I'm your host, Kevin Cohn, and I'd like to say welcome to episode number seven, part one. That's right, everybody. This next episode will be a three-part upload. Over the next three days, I will be covering the MLB return to play plan, the NBA return to play plan, and the NHL return to play plan in the order of when these leagues are returning to play. There will be separate mini episodes for each league. I know I am a little late to discuss these return to play plans with you, but I still wanted to give my insight and a little more information in case you're wondering what their plan is. Now, as you can tell, or hear, excuse me, I did not introduce a special guest. That's right, everybody. I will be doing these three mini uploads by myself. This will be my first solo episode of this podcast. Like I said, I will be doing these mini episodes in the order of when the leagues are returning to play. So for part one, I will be discussing Major League Baseball, the MLB. That's right, everybody. I'm recording this in the late hours of Wednesday, July 22nd. 2020. The MLB, they are returning to play starting tomorrow and Friday. I could not be more excited for the MLB to be returning to play. As we know, COVID-19 became a big issue in February when a lot of the Chinese population came down with this disease and a lot of people were getting very sick from it. News outlets were picking it up like crazy. They were picking up a lot of stories about COVID-19. Unfortunately, they didn't know what to say at the time as they thought it was just an epidemic that would stay in China and the Chinese government would be able to contain the disease. Unfortunately, people from China traveled all across the world. The next biggest country to have alarming rates of COVID-19 was Italy. That's when a lot of people got concerned as it had spread from China to Italy. And then after Italy was the United States. So unfortunately, it went from an epidemic in China to a global pandemic. Thousands of people have died from COVID-19. And I send my condolences to all the families or to everyone who has lost a family member to COVID-19. When NHL and ML and excuse me, NBA players tested positive for COVID-19, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver were quick to suspend the seasons with hopes of returning. At the beginning of quarantine, no one was certain at all if any leagues were going to come back for the 2020 season. The MLB was supposed to start their spring training, but unfortunately, due to this pandemic, They had to suspend and actually outright cancel spring training this year. So I was a little bummed out that my Philadelphia Phillies were not able to have their spring training in Clearwater, Florida. Now they have changed the rules a little bit for this return to play plan. Like I said, I'm super excited that MLB is coming back. They've cut down the number of games this season. A regular MLB schedule 
is 162 games. That is a lot of games to play from April to September. And then the postseason in October, if you make it that far. Unfortunately, it has been cut by over half. And there will not be 162 games this year. There will only be 60. And to reduce travel, they, you will only play your division in your league. Excuse me. You will only play your teams in your division. So, for example, my Philadelphia Phillies, they will only be playing the teams in the NL East. The Washington Nationals, the Miami Marlins, the New York Mets, and the Atlanta Braves. And, because of proximity, they will also be playing the teams in the AL East. The New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, the Baltimore Orioles, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Toronto Blue Jays. They did this on purpose to try to stop the spread of COVID-19 and so that a lot of people did not have to travel far places. So that means that we didn't have to go, I'm speaking for my Philadelphia Phillies, they didn't have to travel all across the nation to Chicago, to St. Louis, to Houston, to Seattle, to Los Angeles. They're all staying within their own close proximities. The farthest that the Philadelphia Phillies will travel is down south to Miami, Florida. That's it. Now, there have been some complications, at least with one team, the Toronto Blue Jays. They tried to get an appeal from the Canadian government so that teams could play them up in Toronto. Unfortunately, their request was denied. The Canadian government does not want any American teams to come up to Canada to play baseball this season. So, the Toronto Blue Jays, they need to find a new temporary home. That's going to be an issue for them. They could take up a minor league ballpark knowing that there is no minor league baseball this season. Which, if I feel bad for some of these minor league players. As minor league players, if anyone does not know, they are severely underpaid. A lot of them, that, that is their sole income. Which is going to hurt them financially. It's really going to hurt them a lot. I'm sorry if I'm sounding repetitive. It's really going to hurt them in the long run. But the Toronto Blue Jays, they've been adamant that they are open to the possibility of splitting an MLB ballpark with a fellow MLB team. As minor league facilities are not as, I would say, great as MLB facilities. MLB facilities... They're a lot larger than minor league facilities. Now, the three closest teams to Toronto, they are all in the AL Central and the NL Central. The closest team to them is the Detroit Tigers. They're less than 300 miles away. Second closest are the Cleveland Indians. And the third closest are the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, Pittsburgh has reached out to Toronto, and they are open to share the park with them. They signed off on it. Unfortunately, they just need an approval from the city of Pittsburgh. So, we don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a weird, wacky season, to say the least. As we know, there will be no fans in attendance this year. 
So what the MLB has done to help maintain social distancing is there will not be any players really in the dugouts. They'll be standing up in the stand, up in the bleachers behind home plate with social distancing, social distancing guidelines in effect. Many fielders will be wearing masks during the game, as you've seen in a couple of these summer camp exhibitions. There will be no contact celebrations, which, in my opinion, it really does take the fun out of the game, which hurts me a little bit. As a kid, I grew up playing baseball a lot, so it was always cool when someone hit a home run to go high-five them, to go crazy with them. But unfortunately, you cannot do that this year. There will be no high-fives, no fist bumps, no jumping up and bumping each other on the shoulder, none of that. This is going to be one weird season, to say the least. I'm sorry if I sound repetitive, guys. So, like I said, the teams, they will only play their own division and the same division in the opposite league. So, the NL East will play the AL East, the AL Central will play the NL Central, and the NL West will play the AL West. Now. I don't know what they're going to do with playoffs as their current playoff format has five teams in the playoffs. They started this around 2012-2013 where it is the three division winners and then there's two wildcard teams. So those two wildcard teams play to get the top seed of the division winners. So for example, last season, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they were the top seed in the National League. The Braves were the second seed in the National League, and the St. Louis Cardinals were the third seed in the National League. So the Los Angeles Dodgers awaited the winner of the wild card round between the Washington Nationals and the Milwaukee Brewers. Washington got the victory, so Washington headed out to Los Angeles for the NLDS. St. Louis, since they were the lower seed, they headed to Atlanta for game one of the NLDS. I wonder what they're going to do with the playoffs, especially how you can reduce travel. It's just going to be, it's going to be hard to kind of keep everyone intact, especially knowing there's teams that are completely strong out on the West coast. And then there's teams that are completely strong on the East coast. For example, the Atlanta Braves, they're still a very strong team. My Philadelphia Phillies, I mean, we're really good. Our only issue is pitching. But Atlanta, they are a well-rounded team. I can say that. They are a well-rounded team. This will also be interesting for my Philadelphia Phillies as we have just put in our new manager. I shouldn't say put in. We hired a new manager back in November. That man is Mr. Joe Girardi. The man who, as a matter of fact, beat us in the 2009 World Series with the New York Yankees. Everyone was completely adamant that he was going to go sign with the New York Mets. I did not think that. I thought that Joe Girardi was always going to sign with the Philadelphia Phillies, especially knowing that we lost out on Joe Madden. Joe Madden was fired by the Chicago Cubs, but he went back to the team that he started out with in the MLB, the Angels. 
It'll be interesting to see if he turns that team around. As the Angels, over the last couple of years, they've been a team that always starts hot and then hits their peak. And unfortunately, they either completely miss out on the playoffs or they always fall short. Now, there are a couple of rule changes, like I've said, with this current season. The 162 games, that will go down to 60. Every team, they're going to be able to get three taxi cab players for road games. If you do bring all three, one of them has to be a catcher. Also, the 60-day injured list has been reduced to to a 45-day injured list. And there is also a separate 10-day injured list for pitchers and hitters. Since my team is in the National League, it was always fun to see a pitcher go up against a pitcher. For this year, the designated hitter rule will be in effect across both leagues. I just, I cannot wait for this season to start up tomorrow. One of the most prominent series, one big series that's going to start on our opening day will be the Washington Nationals against the New York Yankees. My Philadelphia Phillies, we start on Friday against the Miami Marlins. I am super, super excited for this season. Unfortunately, I will not be making predictions for what's going to happen in this season as this is when the season's going to begin. I will be doing this for the NBA and the NHL as they are close to the playoffs. The NHL, they're going straight into the playoffs, right into the postseason. The NBA, they are doing an eight-game regular season, and then they will go into the playoffs. The MLB, their season's just starting up. So it would make, in my opinion, no sense for me to say that these teams are going to go to the – that these teams are basically guaranteed a playoff spot and who's going to win the World Series. That's going to be really tough. As baseball is the most unpredictable sport out of all of the major leagues in the United States. The NFL, that one is kind of easy to tell who is going to win each division, who will finish strong in the playoffs, who could be a dark horse. That's the same with the NBA and the NHL. You can tell in the NHL team when they have good puck mobility, they have a good sh- they have a good shot percentage and even goals made. They have a good goalie with a good save percentage. That's easy to tell that they're going to do really well. The NBA, also another great, well, well-rounded well team. Who's got good rebound percentage? Who's got good defense? Who's got good offense? That's pretty easy to tell by the skill of their players. Unfortunately, you can't really do that with the MLB. Usually, there are constant rotations that are made throughout the MLB. You never really see the same starting lineup. Actually, you never really see the same starting lineup for every single game. As pitchers, they always need to constantly rotate. on a. They usually have a five-pitcher system where a pitcher pitches, and then he gets four, days of re- or four games of rest. That's how it works. And a lot of times, especially for doubleheader games or Sunday games, some of the star players, they will take off. They will take that day off to let other people go in and play the game. Because why not? Let them have some fun. 
<laughs> That's what I always love to say. I mean, I just can't express how happy I am that the MLB is coming back. I'm sorry, guys, if I sound repetitive. But I remember growing up as a little kid and going to Citizens Bank Park to see the Philadelphia Phillies play and hearing the Liberty Bell go off every time a Philadelphia Philly hit the home run, hit a home run. And those, that's some of the best memories that I have as a little kid. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to fulfill those memories this year as there will be no fans. But I am super, super excited for the season. Now, as you can tell, I didn't mean to say what I said in not 100% completely unpredictable. There's teams that you know that are well-rounded and will do really well. And then there's teams that you know are kind of along the bottom of the league. For example, you will know that the Atlanta Braves, they will do really, really well this year. I would not be surprised if they won the NL East for a third straight year. I hope my Phillies do win the NL East, but it's going to be tough to compete with the Atlanta Braves. But for a team like the Baltimore Orioles, they've lost a lot of their star players. Their farming system, their farm system, which is their minor league system, is not known to be one of the greatest. And they really haven't been the same ever since they reached the ALCS. As you saw, they really went down and they have not made the playoffs since 2016 when Ebaldo Jimenez pitched in extra innings in Toronto against the Blue Jays. And Edwin Encarnacion hit a walk-off home run to end the Orioles' season. They really have not been the same since. And it's heartbreaking. I mean, you think of so many of the greats for the Baltimore Orioles. But one that you always think of is Cal Ripken. There's teams that are usually historically great that have not been the greatest as of late. For example... The San Francisco Giants, if you look at how they were in the early 2010s, they won the 2010, 2012, and 2014 World Series. That's amazing. That is amazing for a team that was known to not really be well. They were kind of kind of shunned off by their Southern California rivals in the Los Angeles Dodgers. Everyone thought Dodgers, 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 Dodgers. All the way, they will always win the NL West. As you've seen over the last 20 years, the Dodgers do not always win the NL West. There's been times that the Diamondbacks have surprised everyone and won the NL West. There's been times the Rockies have surprised a couple people and won the NL West. Even the San Diego Padres. I I don't remember if they have won the NL West, but they still reached the postseason when everyone thought that really every team is weak compared to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Unfortunately, the Dodgers, they haven't, I believe they have not won a World Series since 1988. And you know which World Series I'm talking about. The one that is famous for the Kirk Gibson walk-off home run in Dodger Stadium in Game 1. Kirk Gibson was injured prior to that game, and hit a walk-off home run, and 
gave us the world-famous fist bump as he rounded first base, heading to second base. Everyone thinks that the Dodgers are one of the most historical franchises. They've won the most World Series. Unfortunately, they haven't. The New York Yankees, they have won the most World Series with 27 titles. The next closest team to them is the St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals, they have not won a World Series since 2006. They've made it to the World Series a couple of times since, or let me reiterate that. I did not mean to say 2006. I meant to say 2011 when they beat the Texas Rangers, had that big comeback in game six. David Fries, a game tying triple. A ball that Nelson Cruz probably could have caught if he had ran a little further. Instead of trying to extend out and catch the ball, he could have ran underneath it, caught the ball, and the Texas Rangers would have won the World Series. Unfortunately, he tried to be super athlete and make a Sports Center top 10 catch. He extended for the wall, ball hits the wall, and David Freeze has a game-tying triple, sends the game into extra innings, and then hits a walk-off home run in extra innings to force a game seven where the St. Louis Cardinals just dominated the Rangers. St. Louis Cardinals, I mean, they've had some success. They've won the, the, they've won the NL Central for many years now. I mean, they just did win last year after the Chicago Cubs won it for a few years in a row. But when you really look back, it's primarily been the Cardinals to win the NL the NL Central. Sometimes Pittsburgh gets into the race, but they have mostly ended up as a wild card. Cincinnati has won it a couple times, has won it a couple times, and Chicago they got back into the mix, made it into the playoffs, and they broke the World Series drought. I was super happy when they did that. I mean, baseball is always completely unpredictable. There's some series where you expect a team to basically just get rolled over. Best series to describe that happened to be last year when the Dodgers played the Nationals. Everyone thought the Dodgers were going to sweep the Nationals. They made it back to a second straight World Series and lost the last two World Series in a row. Now, 2017 World Series, that was caught up by a huge cheating scandal with the Houston Astros that was revealed after the 2019 World Series. They were cheated out of that one. But they were just outplayed in the 2018 World Series by the Boston Red Sox. They lost two straight years. They lost the World Series title on their home diamond in Dodger Stadium. Last year, they were determined to make it back to the World Series, and they were going to win it this time. They really thought they were going to go. The Nationals were just going to be pushovers, basically. That didn't happen. The Nationals, they fought, and they fought, and they fought to force the Game 5, and they ended up just dominating the Dodgers in Game 5, sending the defending, the two-time defending NL champs home. Next round, I'm not going to lie, I doubted them a little bit. But like I said, 
in the, my previous episode's Grey House, episode number five. I was born in D.C., but I am still a Phillies fan. But I do sometimes like to see that the Nationals are doing well. Everyone thought that the Cardinals were going to basically dominate the Nationals as well. The Nationals ended up sweeping the Cardinals to head to the World Series. Where they met up with the Houston Astros. The top of the top of the top at that point. And beat them in an amazing Game 7 to win their first World Series. Like I said, the MLB is not always 100% unpredictable, but it is pretty unpredictable. Yes, there's always playoff upsets in the NBA, in the NHL, in the NFL especially. But the MLB is always hard. Because you could expect a team, especially when you play these three-game series, you could expect a team like the New York Yankees to basically beat down on, for example, the Detroit Tigers, since they're not as good as they used to be. And then the Tigers will end up winning two out of the three games in the series, winning the series, or they could sweep the Yankees. And everyone's like, wait, what just happened? It's the most unpredictable sport ever. Not ever, but it's still a pretty unpredictable sport. Back into the return to play plan. It's going to be an amazing season. I'm looking forward to it. The 60 games, that's going to make the playoff race a lot tighter. And baseball is going to be amazing. One last thing I want to leave you off on. I know I didn't go over every single rule, but here are the rules, actually. Now, teams, they're going to open up this year with a 30-man active roster. After two weeks, 30 is going to go down to 28, and then in another two weeks, it's going to go down to 26. For a player to be eligible for the postseason, they need to be on a major league roster by September 15th. The trade deadline for the MLB this year will be August 31st. Now, one thing I forgot to mention, the MLB, they reported to their training camps at their home ballparks on July 1st. Now, they did not head down to Florida and Arizona like they usually would for spring training as those were two COVID-19 hotspots. In extra inning games this year, what they've decided to do is automatically there will be a runner on second base so that they can speed the process up instead of starting with empty bases. Which I think is brilliant. Especially when you really want to speed the game up. It's really smart to add a guy on second base. Because then also, that just puts some intensity into the game. As guys out in the field, they make one simple mistake. Or a ball gets past them in the infield. And the runner could score from the second base. That means that they're down by one. Right from the start of extra innings. Now, not everyone is perfect. Let me reiterate that. Now, there have been a couple players that did test positive for COVID-19. But they did quarantine. And I hope that they're feeling okay now. For players who test positive or have symptoms or they've confirmed some exposure to COVID-19, there's a separate injured list for them. There's not a required minimum 
or even maximum day. Every single day, there will be COVID-19 testing. Or every other day, there will be COVID-19 testing. There's also other health precautions as team personnel that are not likely to participate in the game, like I said, will be, stand, will be sitting in the stands following social distancing guidelines of six feet. The non-playing personnel will wear masks in the dugout and the bullpen at all times. Players, they are allowed to chew gum this year, but they're not allowed to spit sunflower seeds or chew tobacco. And like I said, there will be no celebratory contact. So they cannot hug, they cannot fist bump, and they cannot high five. And what they've decided to do with the salaries this year, that was the big issue when the MLB and the MLB Players Association, when they were trying to figure out some return to play, is they were trying to figure out what the salaries are going to be like for this year. They're going to prorate a portion of their 2020 salary based on the games that they played. It's going to be about 37% of their season. Man, it's going to be so cool. I know it's not going to be super cool, but I just cannot wait for this season to begin, folks. Baseball was always the start of summer, in my opinion. Yes, summer doesn't technically start till late June when it's summer solstice, but I always got excited in school when baseball came back to play because that means that summer was close and summer of baseball is always amazing. That's going to do it for part one of episode number seven. I do want to apologize for a little bit of my side tangents, but I just thought that they were relevant to the case. I want to thank you so much to all of you, the viewers, for listening in on part one. Please come back next time when I talk about, in part two, the NBA return to play plan. Like I said, that will be part two of episode seven. So, for the end of part one, this is your host, Kevin Cohn, signing off.